Commercial VRP allows for different use cases. The obvious one is for recurring payments, but also for when you have an account and file solution with a merchant, similar to card on file use cases. We as TrueLayer are the front runners in commercial VRP by engaging with each and every bank to engage with us into commercializing variable recurring payments by adopting the framework that we have set out in the market. As obviously there is not just the technology that needs to be there, but there also needs to be many other aspects that need to be clarified around this new payment method where we have built a framework for. You're listening to Leaders in Payments and Fintech, a podcast brought to you by Edgar Dunn & Company, the global payments and fintech consulting firm. Coming to you from the City of London, I'm your host, Martin Kodrish. And in this series, I'm meeting with leaders and practitioners across the industry to find out what it takes to bridge the gap between strategy and execution. My central question is, how can we commercialize and bring the benefits of ever deeper new technology to market in what continues to be a highly regulated industry? If you enjoy these interviews, please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your podcast platform of choice. So enough of the intro, let's get straight into today's episode. So this week, we're speaking with Aline Blom, who is VP of Products at TrueLayer. Founded in 2016, TrueLayer is a fast-growing UK fintech that has become one of Europe's leading open banking payment platforms. We discuss variable recurring payments, or VRPs for short, which are an important new way to initiate recurring payments via new open banking technology. VRPs offer significant benefits to all stakeholders. VRPs can be used in two different ways, sweeping and non-sweeping. Aline explains why VRPs are considered so important and what TrueLayer is doing to advocate for their wider use. So I do hope you enjoy this conversation with Aline Blom from TrueLayer. Hey, Aline, welcome to the podcast. It's great to see you. How are you today? Great, Martin. How are you doing? It's sunny in London. So we're here to talk about commercial VRP. But before we do that, perhaps we can just hear a bit about you and your background. Yes, of course. I am the VP of products for e-commerce and value-added services at TrueLayer. Within e-commerce, we see a great amount of traction for open banking. And the aim of the e-commerce team is therefore to help unlock that value even faster and focus on any additional product built there. Driving commercial variable recurring payments is a very important part about that. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Next to that, that team is also building on top of our existing payments product by building value-added services that help the payment journey from an onboarding as well as a treasury perspective. Myself, I have been working for almost a decade in payments. Prior to TrueLayer, I was responsible for the enterprise e-commerce product team at Worldline, which is the biggest European merchant acquirer and payment processor. From my experience there, what I could see is that there was a lot of uh, appetite for open banking payments by these enterprise e-commerce merchants. Great. And uh, can you tell me a bit more about TrueLayer? At TrueLayer, we are very passionate about changing the way that the world pays. We are backed by leading global investors like Tiger Global, Edition, Stripe, and we've received a total funding of $270 million at the Unicorn Valuation. We were the first third-party provider that was regulated as an accounts and payment information service provider in the UK. Our open banking solution is 100% API-based, meaning we integrate it directly with the bank's open banking API, and this in the UK as well as in Europe. We do not allow for any screen scraping. Our solutions are taking care of the end-to-end payment journey, meaning that we take care of reconciliations, refunds, and so on. 30% of all the open banking flows in the UK, Ireland, France, and Spain are done via TrueLayer. We stress about how important this is, 
because of the fact that actual live transactions allow us to ensure the best conversion rates, as open banking is all about working with a provider that has the best conversion rates and therefore has sufficient live traffic on its flow. Um, we have initial, seen initial appetite for open banking within the financial services industry. And then we started to see interest from other verticals like iGaming. Currently, the e-commerce enterprise merchants are seeing open banking as a way of generating a competitive advantage by being early adopters. That's fantastic. Um, there's a lot there, isn't there? So, um, let, I mean, uh, uh, tell me a bit about variable recurring payments, VRP, um, and, and just have put it into the context of the company. How important is this product for the company and open banking? So before we explain what variable recurring payments are, I want to point out on a pain point of open banking payments. Open banking payments require a strong customer authentication for every single payment, meaning that recurring transactions or card on file-like transactions still require a strong customer authentication. This limits its use cases. And this is where we enter with variable recurring payments. And here, the strong customer authentication is only required during the mandate creation and every subsequent payment does not need strong customer authentication. There are two types of variable recurring payments. One is sweeping variable recurring payments, and the other one is commercial variable recurring payments. What I will, or what my point is, is that commercial variable recurring payments will make open banking a real game changer for e-commerce payments. But before we go into variable recurring payments, let's start with sweeping VRP, as that makes more sense. In 2021, the Competition and Markets Authority made waves when they required the UK's nine biggest banks to build APIs to enable variable recurring payments to facilitate sweeping. Sweeping VRP enables the transfer of money between two accounts belonging to the same person, and therefore they are called often me-to-me -me payments. To simplify, there are two specific use cases. It's allowing the automatic movement of extra money into a savings account, and another one is to move extra money into another account owned also by me to avoid going into overdraft on that account, on that other account. This can help consumers to automate their debt repayments, like loan repayments or allowing credit card repayments within certain parameters set by myself, the consumer. Or it can help me by moving my money automatically into a better interest paying uh, solution. One of the companies leveraging or sweeping VRP is Superfact. So it's a good example. We provide them with an overview of the drafts, a overdrafts that a consumer has, and then Superfact proposes a repayment plan. The consumer agrees with that plan. And then when they set up the mandate with Superfact for repaying, they have full control of the different parameters of maximum accounts taken, the collection dates, for how long they want to give this mandate. And what is also important is that the consumer can cancel or change um, this mandate at any given time. So with this solution, we are helping together with the FinTech and industry uh, consumers to better manage their finances. What this does not allow is moving the funds from my account to a third party like a merchant. And this is where um, entering commercial VRP. Okay, so let's now switch to commercial VRP, which is basically, as I understand it, allowing me as a consumer to set up and control recurring payments from my bank accounts in my name, but to other businesses. 
Yes. So commercial VRP is built on the same technological stack as sweeping VRP. It is important to mention this because convincing multiple banks to build something from scratch would be hard and time consuming. The fact that the regulator obliged UK CME 9 banks to build sweeping VRP meant that we can leverage the same technology to enable payments from me to a third party as well. How does that work? When making a commercial variable current payment, I set up a one-time mandate where only during the mandate creation, there is the need for strong customer authentication. When setting up this mandate with a specific merchant, the consumer can set up maximum amounts, collection dates, and the time limit on the consent. But also after the mandate has been set up, the consumer can change any of these parameters so they have full control and flexibility over their spending. All their mandates are visible on one place in their banking app. Imagine having all your recurring payments and cardinal file transactions in one location in your banking app. Commercial VRP allows for different use cases. The obvious one is for recurring payments, but also for when you have an account on file solution with a merchant, similar to cardinal file use cases. We as TrueLayer are the front runners in commercial VRP by engaging with each and every bank to engage with us into commercializing variable recurring payments by adopting the framework that we have set out in the market. As obviously there is not just the technology that needs to be there, but there also needs to be many other aspects that need to be clarified around this new payment method where we have built a framework for. For banks, it is exciting as well as it is a way for them to monetize a compliancy project as well as they get, it enables them to get closer to their consumers. When paying with cards, the bank is far removed from the recurring card transaction. With commercial VRP, the consumer will go into their banking app to manage its subscription and its accounts stored on file. For consumer, it is being in absolute control of all subscriptions they have in one single place within the banking app, but also where they have their accounts stored. When and they can also cancel it in that same banking app. Myself, for example, I have absolutely no idea with which merchant I have my card on file and how many merchants I have my card on file. I'm often surprised when seeing my card statements about subscriptions that I was not even aware of. And I actually had never, or I, I wasn't using the service even, not anymore. So tell me, why would merchants and consumers use commercial VRP? Let's start with merchants. Payment managers at large enterprise merchants, their agenda is driven by two things, increased revenues or decreased costs. Commercial VRP does both. Commercial VRP increases revenues because we can see that it's boosting conversion. You do not have expired or stolen cards. You have a very seamless checkout experience because the user does not need to manually input any card details. It is all already pre-populated, so it reduces any error and friction. It's fully native, biometric, authenticated, so it is strong, strong customer authentication. It also decreases costs in multiple ways. First of all, it's all about liquidity. As we are working or the open banking payments are powered on the faster payment network, it means that whenever somebody is paying, the payment is settled instantly. And this means that the merchant can then also take out their funds to their own bank account at any given time of the day, multiple times a day. There's no need to wait a day or even more for the payment um, to hit their bank accounts, which is often the case with other payment methods. Secondly, there are no chargebacks. Chargebacks is a very costly process. It's very inefficient as well. 
because basically it's moving information flow from one side to another one. And both of these sides are very far removed because you're moving it from the consumer side to the merchant side, but you're basically passing the schemes, acquirers, potential PSPs along the way. So it's very, very, very timely, uh, time-consuming and very expensive. Um, and, and not to mention, you know, the fees that, that are entailed with it. Thirdly, authentication is directly with the bank. So you're using strong customer authentication. So it is safe. It reduces the amount of fraud and the amount of unauthorized transactions. And there's no need to add a third-party authentication service provider. Lastly, the login credit credentials are never stored, neither by the clients or us. So it's a very important part of cost reduction. To the second part of your questions, why would consumers care about commercial VOP? During a cost of living crisis, consumers want to control their spending and financial management. With commercial VOP, they see all their mandates into one place into the banking app. They can set and change parameters for every subscription or other mandate they will have with a given merchant, allowing them to set maximum amounts when payments are taken and set maximum time on their subscription. If you, for example, use an online grocery store and you want to budget your spending for groceries, you can preset yourself a limit. If you still want to spend more, you can just change the parameters in the mandate. You can make instant payments, but you can also cancel the mandate instantly. This control and flexibility you do not have with direct debits or credit cards. For direct debits, for example, consumers sign a mandate online or on a paper and the payment can be taken from the customer's account whenever payment is due, but they are fixed on a specific day of the month. The customer has no control of how much that payment maximum can be. Funds arrive to the merchant only three to five days later. Merchants have no idea if the mandate is valid until they attempt to take the first payment. So you can see the limitations um, for direct debits. So tell me what... What is accounts on file and how does VRP fit into that? Accounts on file is a better version of card on file use case, leveraging the commercial VRP solution. As a consumer, you set up a mandate with a large merchant where you would store your card on file for subsequent one-off payments you would like to make. If you, for example, like to buy um, online groceries, as a consumer, you store your account on file with that online grocery merchant, settling your specific parameters as discussed before. You will buy groceries, you will agree on a delivery date, but after checkout, you kind of remember that you forgot to add apples. Rather than needing to do a strong customer authentication again, you can, with a single click on the button, add the apples, not needing SCA when you have a commercial VRP mandate with that online grocery store. As long as the mandate parameters you set yourself are respected, of course, that's an important part. What is great about this is, as opposed to cards, bank accounts not get stolen or lost, so there's no need to update. Okay, so coming to the end of our conversation, Aline, um, yeah, what's next for commercial VRP, can we expect? We are excited as we are reaching the point that we are having scale as more banks are boarding our commercial VRP train. For us, the right way forward for commercial VRP is industry collaboration and partnership, but we need consistency to make this a success. Therefore, we are launching our blueprint on how the disputes and liabilities framework should look like for commercial VRP. The white paper is called Beyond Sweeping. This will be done at the IFGS event in London on the 17th of April. 
In that paper, we are trying to make it clear what the roles and responsibilities are for each party and ensure there is a pathway for resolving payment issues, liabilities, and disputes. This framework is the result of the many discussions we had with the industry participants. Rather than copy-paste what exists today within the card world, we want to rethink the best solution for all parties involved with a big focus on putting the consumer central. With this paper, we are responding to a call to action from the regulator for the industry to explore these commercial agreements. We wanted Blueprint to feed into the wider discussions and are positive that it enables and encourages adoption of commercial BRP further. The framework is really about setting out the roles and responsibilities and trying to empower the merchants to deal with purchase issues and create a process for resolving issues with payments, where we ourselves as TPP are investigating and assigning liability. But again, with putting that consumer first. At the TPP, we also see that we are responsible for the merchants beyond board. So it is, up, it is up to us to take out any bad actors. And this blueprint that you're publishing, um, remind us when. I mean, it's, again, it sounds like a, a sort of milestone in the, in the, um, in the journey for VRP commercialization. So when is it going to be published and how can the audience obtain it? The Beyond Sweeping paper will be launched on the 17th of April, coming Monday at the IFGS event in London. Jack Wilson, our head of policy, will be hosting a roundtable with merchants, regulators, and banks to discuss the disputes and liabilities framework we set out in the paper. You also will be able to download the white paper on our website. Perfect. And um, Aline, how can the audience sort of get in contact with you? What's the best way of reaching out to you? If they want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so via LinkedIn. Um, or you can email me directly, my first name, dot my last name, altruelayer.com. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today um, and uh, look forward to the, uh, the blueprint and I'll speak to you again soon. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Martin. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To hear more interviews, please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. It helps and means a lot. Also, I welcome any questions, ideas or suggestions, so feel free to make contact and say hello. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or at edgardunn.com. You can send me a message there or you can email me on martin.coderish at edgardunn.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you next time.